Welcome to Ready for Reading, a United Through Reading podcast dedicated to helping military families grow stronger together through the magic of reading. I'm Tim Farrell, the CEO of United Through Reading, with another bonus episode just for you. This is a special show today because we're talking about our newest initiative, the Book for the Military Child, which aims to unite and celebrate military children around the globe through their shared experiences. Our goal is to bring our military community together with one shared book for every military child. This year's book is Audrey Penn's The Kissing Hand, a truly meaningful story for so many military families. The Kissing Hand perfectly captures something all military kids can relate to, the need to stay connected to a loved one even when you can't be with them. As part of the Book for the Military Child initiative, we're going to distribute 13,000 copies of The Kissing Hand in 2023 around the world through our story stations and partnerships. In this episode, I speak with Laura Steiner, our program manager and the brainchild behind the book for the military child. We talk about why we're doing this initiative and why this is such a beloved book. Laura also shares some stories of how military families have connected through books. And in this episode, you'll also hear from Audrey Penn herself with her story of her inspiration for The Kissing Hand, as well as from another special guest, Melody Weitzel, the wife of Vice Admiral Kenny Weitzel, who's currently the commander of Naval Air Forces and commander of Naval Air Forces Pacific, about their shared experience with the kissing hand. I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome back, everyone, to another bonus episode of the Ready for Reading podcast from United Through Reading. I'm Tim Farrell, United Through Reading CEO, and I'm so excited to bring my colleague, my friend, currently serving Navy spouse and our East Coast honcho, Laura Steiner, here today to talk about our Book for the Military Child initiative, how we chose that title, and how it stood the test of time for over 30 years. Laura, how are you? I'm great, Tim. How are you today? I am wonderful. Tell us about the author, tell us about the title, and tell us why we chose this wonderful story. Yeah. So, Tim, Each year, as you know, military children have a wide variety of shared experiences. The obvious ones of deployment and moving and things like that, but among them are also times of not being with every person that they love. Sometimes that's grandparents, cousins, aunts and uncles, coaches, teachers, and a lot of times it's their friends. So one of our objectives with the book for the military child is to continue our tradition of shared story time through service members recording those stories for their children and give children an additional shared experience with the same story. And so this year, we are launching our book for the military child, The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn. And in this story, which is familiar to many families, military and otherwise, We see a mom and her baby raccoon have a tradition around kissing the hand to say goodbye at the beginning of the day so they can feel connected throughout the day and remind each other that they are still together in heart and mind. And this is something that our military children are always doing, remembering the people that they are not near in heart and mind to stay connected. And the kissing hand is a timeless tradition of that. Even as technology enables new modes of connection, the need to feel loved and a sense of belonging with those who are not near will always remain. And this feeling comes 
from within and can be made tangible through that kiss on the hand or a sticker or a stone or whatever resonates with each child. We actually have a clip of the author, Audrey Penn, describing her inspiration for the kissing hand. Let's go ahead and listen. My mother lives near a beautiful regional park. So every time we would visit her, I would take my oldest, who at this point was four, to the regional park. And they had uh, a merry-go-round and they had some other things, but they also had a train ride. You would buy a ticket and the train would take you on a ride. And, you know, we had been on it so many times, we knew the ride by heart. Well, this particular day, we were on the ride and the train stopped. And we knew Tom, who was driving the train, the engineer, and he was tooting his horn. And so we figured there was a deer on the railroad tracks because there was one sunny spot that deer very often just laid down and they had to get a park ranger. He wasn't allowed to move them. He had to go get a park ranger to move the deer. But he was doing things like, come on, scoot, come on, out of the way. And I'm thinking, that's not a deer. But he said to us, don't leave the train. You may not leave the train. I'm going to go get the park ranger please just stay in the train. So as soon as he was out of sight, I looked at my son and I said, stay in the train. I said, there's something up there. I want to know what it is. This is a great story for kids because whatever animal it is, it's holding up a whole train full of people. And I thought that was pretty funny. So I got off the train. I'm tiptoeing up front. And I see the, I wasn't kidding the largest raccoon I've ever seen in my life. It was like a baby bear. She was really big. And uh, I knew not to look in her eyes, to look down and to kind of go backwards. And when I did that, I saw a teeny tiny cup. I was so taken just by what I was seeing that I just stopped because Tom wasn't back yet. And uh, all of a sudden, the mother got down and she took the cub's hand, not paw, the hand, the left hand, and just opened up his hand and she put her face in his hand. And then he put his hand on his cheek. And I, I just remember looking up and going, thank you. You know, and then when the ride was over, I went to where the park ranger was. And I said, what was that? He said, first of all, nobody ever gets to see that. You're really lucky. But what the mother was doing was putting her scent on his hand. So if she had to leave for food and she had to leave him, he could smell her scent and not be afraid. So... I was just, and I just was over the moon. All I could talk about going to mom's house for dinner that night was about the raccoon and what we saw and what the mother did to the baby and what the baby did. And I'm telling my four-year-old this, and I didn't have any paper in the car, some author, but I had a bag of groceries. 
So I dumped the bag of groceries out and I wrote the first kissing hand on a paper bag, a grocery bag. And I said to him, you may have donuts in the car. I never allowed that. And I gave him those little white donuts in the back. So we get to my mother's and my brother's family joined us. Everybody was at my mother's house on Friday nights. And um, I said to Garth, tell everybody what happened today, what you saw in the woods and what was so exciting. He said, I got to eat donuts in the car. <laughs> but it was this, I tell the children, I say, it's the love that I saw. I said, you know, she doesn't even read Parent Magazine and she knew what to do. It was just so beautiful. And then I just started doing that with my son, The Kissing Hand. And I wrote it and it came out in Humpty Dumpty Magazine. Hmm. And I asked permission a few years later, may I write this as a book? And they gave me permission, which was very unusual for them. If I had that experience, and it did for me what I saw, then I, I wanted to give that as a gift. I mean, I knew if I wrote it, whoever read it, maybe would do that with their child and make this connection because some parents just don't know how to make a connection with their child. And children need to know that they're thought of when the parent leaves, that they're gonna come back. And I just felt it was such a necessary thing. That's incredible, Laura. And Audrey just exudes inspiration. And we should all be so lucky to be inspired to write, inspired to read, and inspired to connect the way Audrey did in telling her story and writing The Kissing Hand. How has this book resonated with your kids and also some of the kids that you've gotten to interact with through your work with United Through Reading? So as you may know, we have four children and my children have experienced about nine deployments throughout their short lives. We have our own tradition of a piece of sea glass. So each time my husband and sometimes I, when I travel for work, are going to be away for more than one night. We leave each child a piece of sea glass on their pillow and then we have one that we keep in our pocket. We also have recordings of the kissing hand that we watch, and even our teenager watches that each night before bed. It helps our family remember that even when we're not near, we're thinking of each other and we're still present. I know other military families have their own similar traditions, things they do, whether they be tokens or words and mantras or things that they read together that allow them to maintain that connection even when they're distanced. And I think the kissing hand really celebrates that experience. That's absolutely amazing. What's been some of the reactions that we've gotten in the field on this book? So far, they've been fantastic. You know, through the course of my role with United Through Reading and my role as a Navy spouse, I attend a lot of homecomings and a lot of pre-deployment events. And at each of these, one of the common threads I hear from children is that receiving that book, receiving that recording that their service member has made for them really helps them to feel connected. I recently had a homecoming for one of the commands here in Virginia Beach, a military kiddo who was a teenager approached me and said, you know, 
I really liked getting that book from my dad. And, and I said, oh, which book? And it was, you know, a, a teenager book. And he said, I really liked getting that book from my dad because I knew he was reading it and I was reading it and we were doing it together. And on the occasions he could call, we could talk about the book, but then we could talk about other things. And I could tell him what was happening in my life. And it started that conversation. And the super fun part was he had changed schools and he went to school and saw another kid at his locker with the same book. He was like, hey, where'd you get that book? Because it wasn't a book they would have found organically. I said, well, my dad's deployed with such and such. And he was like, my dad's deployed with such and such. And they became friends. I don't think they would have necessarily met otherwise. And they were able to develop that bond. And that was part of the inspiration for the book for the military child is a book that kids, wherever they are and wherever they go, they might see another kid holding that book or cherishing that book and be able to connect with each other on that shared experience. Can you tell us a little more about some of the experiences you've both had, you and Axel, on both ends, sitting at home with your children, watching a recording, and then being the one that was recorded? Absolutely. So our very first experience with United Through Reading was nearly 12, 13 years ago during his deployment when our oldest was a newborn. He literally kind of dropped us off at the house on the way to meet up with his command for deployment after she was born. And he was gone for most of that first year. So about a few months in, when she was four or five months old, I received a DVD in the mail of him reading The Night You Were Born. And it was funny and unintended, and he had no way of knowing. We had bought the book that morning. (laughs) As a baby, she had grabbed it off a shelf, started to eat it, and so I bought it. You eat it, you buy it. Um, (laughs) But we received the DVD, which kind of dates us a bit, and I would play it for her in the mornings so I could take a shower, make breakfast, and occasionally sleep in for an extra 20 minutes. (laughs) And I would put it on repeat and buy myself about an hour of time. And so she watched this again and again and again. And in the meantime, he was out on a ship that was deployed at the time and doing its operations. It was extended a little bit, and it was a a pretty rough deployment for everyone involved. And he was a little bit concerned, you know, being a new dad, how is she going to know me? How is she going to know who I am? Is she going to recognize me? What is that going to feel like when I get off the ship? And she sees me basically for the first time because when he left, I mean, she wasn't really awake to the world yet. And she watched that video every day, mostly so I could function. And when he came home a couple weeks before her first birthday, he came off the ship, he found us on the pier and she saw him and she pointed to him and she said, Dada. And that moment, I mean, I thought he was going to explode with joy, but that moment and knowing that she knew who he was and that she felt that connection with him from that single DVD meant the world. And it is that feeling that allowed him to do eight more deployments. And it is that feeling that lets him get on the plane every time he has to go to work. And 
it's that feeling that I hope all service member parents have. We are providing that ability for their children to know them and to grow with them as opposed to apart from them through these story recordings. And she still watches it today. She's almost 13. Every time he travels for work, I go into her room. I have it now on her iPad and she's watching that video. That's an amazing testimonial. And again, uh, so grateful for your family's service through nine deployments, through 20 plus years uh, serving and sacrificing for our Navy and for our nation. So many of our teammates at United Through Reading are military spouses, past or present. Can you tell us a little about some of your interactions with other military families and getting them to understand the power of shared reading, no matter the distance, and how you've been able to relate your experiences to help those families take a leap of faith with us and record some stories and then be able to reflect on them during those deployments and after those deployments? Absolutely. I think our staff, as you mentioned, are predominantly military-connected. Many served. Many are military spouses themselves. And it provides us that unique and important perspective to really relate to the families that we serve every day through these story recordings. I think sometimes it can be hard for service members to understand the value of that story recording. I think some of it is they're busy. They are doing the job that they have set out to do that has taken them to places near and far. And it's hard, I think, sometimes for their co-parent and their children to really believe in the power of this story recording. But once they do it for that first time and they have that moment like we had, and sometimes it's more subtle, they really believe and they become repeat users of the program because they understand the power of that connection. Most parents every day, every night read to their children. You know, the school's recommended is what we're supposed to do, read 20 minutes a day, but it's more than about literacy. It's about being together and having that time and that moment at the end of the day where we can find peace and find calm and find togetherness, no matter what else has happened for the previous 18 hours. And I think for a service member, there's refuge in that as well. I often tell the active duty service members that coordinate our program during deployments, if you have someone who's having a tough day, have them make a recording. There is peace and there is calm and there is hope in a children's book, whether it be a board book for the little kids and the toddlers or a chapter book for your 17-year-old. There is peace in reading. There is peace in reading to someone aloud. And it can really center you and remind you that there is life beyond your job and you are doing this for something far more important. You are doing this for your family. And sending this story is another way that you're continuing to support them from afar. And then for the co-parents at home and for the children, it is that reminder that my service member was thinking about me. My service member is thinking of me and I can find that joy and that hope and that peace in that knowledge that they took the time to do this. And that is 
I don't want to say it's how we sell the program, but I think reminding people that these are the kind of harder to touch outcomes that they will receive. And once they do it, they never stop. They love making those recordings. Thank you for sharing that, Laura. Laura, you've spoken with a number of military families who've read The Kissing Hand to their children. Tell us about some of the experiences that they've shared with you about this book in particular and its impact. Yeah, so many families read and reference the book as a starting point for developing their own traditions around deployments and other times apart. In fact, recently, Mrs. Melody Whitesell, the wife of the U.S. Navy's Pacific Fleet Air Command, shared the experience that she and her family have had with reading The Kissing Hand. The Kissing Hand came into our lives by way of my cousin, who is a second grade school teacher in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Reading was her specialty, and she was very in tune with kids' books and was awesome about passing them along to myself and my husband. We had a brand new baby. He was already in the military. Gosh, he'd probably been in six years by the time we had kids. Anyway, she passed the Kissing Hand book to us, and it quickly became a Hannah favorite at nighttime. Kenny was the parent of choice for both of our children whenever he was around, and so it was great for me to get a break and he got some great time with the kids. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of sitting here looking through the kissing hand, having some memories. The awesome thing about it was when he deployed, he would load Hannah's hand with kisses. And I don't know a story that could better help a young military child deal with deployment or separation from their parents. And we used it many, many times. My husband would reload the kissing hand when he would come home. Hannah would be having a moment, and I would gently remind her kissing hand from dad. She would put her hand to her cheek, and for the most part, things would be better. I will segue forward about 28 years and tell you that when Lieutenant J.G. Weitzel is having a moment. Sometimes mom still sends her and dad too a kissing hand. We'd use the little raccoon and the little kissy in the hand emoji on our phones. It never died in our family. The kissing hand still is a, it's a phrase. It's a way of life. It's a theme. So we did not have United Through Reading where we were stationed when Kenny was deployed. We did have the ability to video over the ship. It was just brand new. And we had gone as a family to do our video to my husband, their father. And of course, the video feed got cut off right before we went on. And I am fairly sure that we went home and put in our tape. We had a VCR tape of the kissing hand. And I wish I could find that tape. It's the cutest thing ever. Put that in and let the kids watch that. And it was awesome. Kenny had recorded video before he left on deployment of several books. And Kissing Hand was by far the most well-used. And it's just such a great story. I'm pleased that we've been able to use it. And I think a lot of other families have too. It's a great baby gift. It's such a perfect book. It's a great book for everybody, but such a great book for military families. Someone at United Through Reading had reached out to my husband last fall, several leadership flags here in the area, and asked them to record a few books for the United Through Reading app. And I can't remember the name of the books, but I knew my husband was going to record two books that day 
And so I always have a couple copies of The Kissing Hand. Again, it's a great baby gift idea. I ran and got a copy and I slipped it in with the other two books. So my husband sits down and he reads the first two books and then he sees The Kissing Hand. And he accuses me of not playing fair because I think he might have gotten wee tad emotional. But he went ahead and recorded The Kissing Hand on the United Through Reading app. And we sent it to our daughter, again, Lieutenant J.G. Hannah Weitzel, who was deployed to Palau with the Marines last summer and fall, and recorded it and sent it to her. And it was very well received, actually happened to fall for her birthday, which was a nice touch. And I think she listened to it several times while she was over there and kind of got a feel good from it. It was one of my better mom moments, I have to say. Thanks for sharing that story, Laura. We're so grateful to the White Cells and so many military families like them who've connected with their children through books like The Kissing Hand and so many others. I'm so grateful for the book for the military child coming out. What else can we say about this as we build the excitement that we're about to hit the streets with the book for the military child and bring it through the rest of the year? You know, we are very excited about this project, and I hope it is able to reach every military child in the land and at sea. I think this book is a heartwarming and relatable message for military families throughout every age and stage of their service and long after. The book for the military child will be available to all military families for free through the United Through Reading app, so I encourage them to visit our app landing page, request their book, and make that recording so they can have that timeless memento for their family. Families will also be able to receive the book through distributions that a variety of our benefactors will be putting on through the generous donations of Carter's, Army Emergency Relief, and the Parker Foundation, and more to come, We'll be putting copies of The Kissing Hand directly into the hands of military children around the globe. I appreciate that, Lauren. I appreciate you recognizing our wonderful investors. We couldn't do it without the support of the American people, be they generous individuals of all kinds, be they corporations, be they charitable foundations. We couldn't do this mission without the support of so many of these wonderful Americans. And we're so grateful for the wonderful Americans like you and uh, so many others on our team. Final thoughts. What can you leave our audience with, Laura? Well, if you haven't already, visit the United Through Reading app. Make that recording. You won't regret it. It will change your life. So grateful for our team here at United Through Reading. So grateful to share the Ready for Reading podcast with Laura Steiner. I'm Tim Farrell, the CEO of United Through Reading. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed these stories and that your family will request your copy of The Kissing Hand from our app today so you can all read it together. It highlights a beautiful way for military families to stay connected even when they're far apart. And we've seen over and over again how it can bring new traditions to military families. We're thrilled to highlight this inaugural book for the military child for you and for all our military families around the world. I'd like to thank my teammate Laura for sharing her wonderful insights during this interview, Audrey Penn for sharing her moving story with us, and Melanie Weitzel for sharing her family's story of connection thanks to Audrey's book. You can find out more about today's guests, the book for the military child, and our selected book, The Kissing Hand, in our show notes. Also, check out our new resources page on the United Through Reading website to find ways to stay connected through reading every day, no matter the distance. On behalf of United Through Reading, 
thank you to all our military families. For more information on how you can start your reading routine with your family, go to utr.org podcast. Ready for Reading is a podcast by United Through Reading, a nonprofit organization that's been connecting military families through the power of shared story time since 1989. Our producer is Stacy Rain at Rain Communication, with editing by Sandra Levy-Smith. I'm Tim Farrell, CEO of United Through Reading, and thanks for listening.